Hi there, you're listening to the Vitality Podcast. My name is Nat Edwards, and it's great to have your company as we explore how to age well. In this episode, I chat to Liz Saliga. Now, Liz started out as a participant in the Vitality Passport program, but this enthusiastic, energetic woman soon wanted to help others and is now a program facilitator. Liz gives us her unique insight into what it's like to be part of the Vitality Passport program and tells us why she's so passionate about learning how to age gracefully. Well, Liz, first of all, just talk me through your background um, and then how you became involved in the Vitality Passport program. So my background is actually originally as a computer programmer, then I got an offer to try tour the world with Holiday on Ice, which I did. And of course, that's fitness at the extreme, very, very fit. And when I came back and I had the children and you know everything else, I did had a few other careers. Then we shifted to Mawaila, did lots of things. We had a pizza shop, you know, all the things you do when you're younger. And probably five years ago, they advertised for um, people that were interested in becoming a member of an ageing well advisory committee for Federation Council. And it turns out they're the only council area in New South Wales that has an advisory committee for the ageing. And of course, I did a lot of whinging about the fact that there was not enough exercise in the area for the oldies because the gyms, um, if they're not used to older people, they can give them exercises that aren't really appropriate. And a lot of the oldies don't like to go because they haven't got the body anymore for the, you know, all the beautiful gear. So then I got a phone call from the Department of Health asking me if I'd like to be trained as a gentle exercise volunteer leader and that's where I basically met Jeremy because I became Federation Council Citizen of the Year and Jeremy rang me and said he'd like to talk to me about doing this. So I'm still on the advisory committee which is wonderful because we're advising on more things for the older people and it's all about keeping them safe in their own homes for longer. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your ice skating as well and holiday on oh. ice because you'd have to be peak fitness and then as you get older obviously you can't do the same things that you once did. Was that difficult in some ways to um, reconcile look, the two? It was fantastic and like I toured the world we were paid basically to skate and party hard and we toured all over Asia, South America. You know, I met people like you know Everybody that looked after us were either kings or queens or promoters or something, you know. So we had a wonderful life. And I only came home because my mother was sick. Otherwise, I would have probably still been trying to do it, but no. <laughs> and um, and I knew, I've known Peter since we skated together at 13. So we got married and had the kids and we used to take them skating and we were very fit. We still kept skating and we came to live in Mawala years ago because as teenagers, we all water skied anyway. That was the thing we did when we didn't skate. And um, loved that, loved water skiing. And then I had a stroke 13 years ago. And so that basically stopped everything. That, but I did a lot of rehab. So I could walk again after four years of rehab. Most people don't realise I've had a stroke. Um, my body does and I do. So what? By, in one way, because I've had a stroke, I can pass even more information on 
to the people that I'm working with because when they talk about they have to go to rehab or they have to do this, I know all about it. So we have a bit of a chat about it and I can help them and guide them through that as well. It's just very relatable. Just talk me through how you then, I guess, got involved in Vitality and how long have you been involved in the program? Um, over three years. And first as a participant and then yep. as a facilitator. Just talk me through that journey and how that came about. Well, I loved doing the training with Jeremy and when I read the book from cover to cover, I realised there was so much in the book, there's no way known you could get through that in a 90 minute session. And Jeremy also wanted to put some exercises in. And so I read the book and highlighted all the information that I believed would be relevant to me and the people I was dealing with. And the rest of it, I wanted them to study themselves if they felt you know, inclined. But I just wanted that highlighter and showed them how to do that for whatever actually helped them. And so Jeremy trained me and then he let me go. <laughs> and uh, absolutely loved it. So um, the sessions are 90 minutes and the training was, the training was terrific because I always had Jeremy and Chris's back up here and they always got back to me if I had a question I couldn't actually answer to the people. But now it's lovely because we're forming groups and I see the results also in the different towns where people have come together and they're having coffee clubs and card games and walking groups. Walking groups have been set up because a lot of people don't feel comfortable to walk on their own but they go off in a group and then they have coffee afterwards and then a cake, <laughs> as you do. But I just see the benefits and honestly, they're amazing. It's really I would nice. recommend it to everybody. In fact, I've just been chatting to Jeremy out there and the others and saying, you know, I think people from the age of 40 and 45 could start to learn how to age well. That's what it's all about, ageing well. That social aspect too is so important in you know your overall health because this is just isn't about exercise but it's about your diet your cognition and your mental health as well during covid the two things that were missing in people's lives were socializing and exercising and so to be able to do some of these groups when we could finally go back after covid was brilliant because they got socialising again and that, they, they'll all tell you that socialising was the one thing they really missed and of course exercising. But we're also able to show them exercises they can do at home, up and down their hallway, up and down their driveway. They don't have to go out on the roads if they're a little bit unsteady. You know, exercises they can do with walkers, with walking sticks. So we've got everything to show them about ageing well which is the aim. When you started facilitating, I mean, you've seen this program grow. Is there a particular story or someone's journey that you can recall that you're quite, that is quite significant to you that you sort of think is a really nice feel good story? Absolutely. We had a couple of, um, a couple who came off the land and they'd come to live in t into town and I, we suggest that they always have some skim milk, milk powder around because of the calcium and protein value. And we have to teach that they've got to have protein at every meal, that an avocado with you know, a cup of coffee is not enough for lunch. Put a bit of tuna or some cheese on it. You know? So we had a bit of fun with the food. And he said, oh, he said, I'm not having powdered milk. I grew up on it, I hate the taste of it. 
And we said, well, it's a little bit different today and it'll really help you. And he suffered dreadfully, and a lot of the oldies do, with restless legs. And anyway, so he, he started to follow a few things. He said, oh, the powdered milk's not too bad. So by the end of the eight sessions, it was wonderful because he actually said to everybody, he said, I grew up, you're taught how to crawl, you're taught how to walk, you go to school, you learn how to read, you learn how to write, you leave school, then you go out and get a job. And he was a farmer, I learned everything about the land. And then bang, I retire, nobody tells me how to age well. So I, that is probably the biggest message I got out of everybody that I've ever spoken to about the class, that it's really about learning to age well and they, you just don't think about it. You don't, they don't realise how much protein they should have. And it's pretty simple and we can show them easily. So his, his was the best. But the best part of that story is that all of a sudden his restless legs were better. So I think that's where we've got to get the balance of food right for them with the exercising. It must mm. be just so rewarding to it's be. It's so rewarding for me and for Jeremy and for everybody involved in the program. And um, even the Ageing Well Committee, I can, I can report to them on everything that's happening. So that's making everything better for the entire Murrumbidgee Local Health District, which is great. It's incredible. Mm. For those who are apprehensive and unsure about whether this program is for them or if it would benefit them, what message would you have for those people? The message I would say is that, first of all, you've got to come and try it. It's free. Where else are you going to get anything like this free? The other states are very jealous, right? You get it for nothing and you come and you make new friends and if you don't like it, don't come back. It's easy. You've got to try something and it's hard to get the message across as to how good it is until you've actually seen it work. And then you get this beautiful book that's like a Bible and you've got that forever. And I see them all, everywhere I go, I see people who've been through the program and they all speak really highly of it and they wish everybody could do it. So I think that's the message is that once you've done it, you've got to tell other people so that they can do it. I think men in particular, I mean, yeah. women, I feel like are better about talking about health issues and, yeah. and just their feelings in, in general. That is the stigma that, you know, men find this a little bit harder to admit that they need help with things or they need to work on things. Do you see a lot of men who are perhaps a little bit resistant to it? And, and you know, what would your message be for, for males who, you know, are finding it challenging and don't want to speak up and ask for help? Well... That's interesting you say all of that because yes, that is the truth with exercising and food. And I had to drag my husband along. And once he came and saw what it was all about, it made a huge difference to his life. And so he does tell others. So the last few programs that we've done, we've had probably two thirds women, a third men, which is great because sometimes you can have two men and 18 women. But it's definitely changing, but we've got to get that message across because the guys can often get more out of it than what the women do, especially with food, because they've got to learn some of them to cook for themselves. You know, we can, we can teach them how to make a packet of soup mix into a nice, beautiful 30 gram of protein meal, 
you know, like, so there's a lot to learn and a lot of fun. And the exercises are for everybody. Um, they're not dangerous, they're all simple. And I can do them at home. We have handout sheets for them to take home. So I, I think to get the men there, it's never going to be easy. And it's more about men talking to men, men passing on the message. We're trying to get one of the men's sheds to come. Uh, we haven't had much luck yet. What benefits did you see or progress did you see um, watching Peter go through it? Well, first of all, he started to walk better. He was having a bit of a problem walking and he had to go back to the heel-toe walking because as we age, we plant our feet, which can create um, trips and stumbles and falls. And a fall, and I, I say to everybody, as hard as it sounds, a fall can be the beginning of the end. So we have to stop the falls and the only way you're gonna stop it is by eating enough protein so that you keep your muscles strong and by exercising. And, the, and we don't want to get frail. And if you don't have enough protein and learn how to have the protein at each meal and what you should have for your weight, then you're going to lose muscle mass. Well, that's a big one. The men do not want to lose muscle mass. <laughs> so that's a good not. one. <laughs> that is, that's a good in to yes, get them motivated. Do not lose your muscle mass. Come to us. <laughs> what about on the cognitive front? Because we spoke to Sarah about, you know, brain exercises and, and things like that. It's probably you always think about, oh, I've got to exercise my body, but you forget about the brain. What kind of cognitive exercises and things like that do we see in the, in the program? Well, we do, for the um, brain, we do brain exercises. Uh, we do dancing. The waltz is a wonderful um, exercise for the brain. The one, two, three switch, one, two, three. Um, learning a new skill like knitting, crocheting, card games are wonderful. Memory tests. Um, we learn, we also teach people to chunk things down into small groups because even to say oh, I've got to leave my house or I'm shifting into a smaller unit I don't know where to start so we tell them not to panic just chunk it down into you know half an hour today in that room half an hour tomorrow in that room whatever you do you do but don't think you're going to do the whole room because it's not going to happen you know like it's just because they get a little bit fearful and the games the mem where in our book we've got mem remember everything in a picture cleaning our teeth with our other hand, doing the shopping by going the other way, because everybody shops and they always go to the right or the left. So they say, okay, go the other way around. So it's just altering their pattern because the brain gets used to going the one way. So we ch have to change that pattern and go another way. I am totally going to start doing my shopping the other yeah, way. I do always way. do. The, I've never even thought about that. No, you don't. No, it's easy, isn't it? <laughs> That's crazy. I, I love that. So there's like, and do your hair with the other hand. Something sinister about all of this, and that, that is that, you know, how do any of us know what's going to happen to us if we have a stroke or a fall and we break our right arm and then we have to use our left arm? Um, and, you know, we can't drive anymore, so we've got to learn to walk more. And, that we don't know what's going to happen to us, so we have to be prepared. Just talk me through what a typical session might look like, the duration, what you do, just run me through that. 
So we, everybody comes and they sign in and they, we try and sit them around in different areas, but they do like to sit together, but they all go and have coffee afterwards and mix around. So we start off with some warm-up exercises just to get the whole body moving. And we do exercises where everybody can stand, but if you have to, you can stay seated. Then we talk, first of all, it's physio, so it's everything to do with the body. So one week might be feet, one week it might be the shoulders, one week it might be what else, walking. Uh, we do different things in all the different sessions. Uh, then we do some exercises, just maybe 10 minutes where they've got to get up and do some exercising. And then we would be going into nutrition and nutrition just caters for everything, you know, how much, why you should have protein. That's like a whole session almost. And how can you get all the food? And in the book it tells you how many grams of protein is in all the food and how much energy is in the food. People don't understand, as we age, even something that's crumbed can get caught in our throat. We need to have the gravies and the sauces with everything, and otherwise you can have coughing fits. I'm sure you've seen that happen in a restaurant before with an oldie. So we just teach all of that. Just finally, your advice to others who might want to be a facilitator as well. What would you say to those people? Oh, to anybody that just loves exercise, loves everything to do about food and the brain. And I just say, you will get probably more out of it than what our participants do. And for me, it's incredible, because to me, I feel a bit selfish that I'm getting as much out of it or more than what they are. But I think that's, that's the best part of all.